everybody. Welcome to The Truth Hurts. Today we're going to be talking about why the speak of truth has no friends. And it's a lonely place. It can be a broke place. It can be a mentally challenging place when you're just seeking understanding, right? You're not seeking validation for your ideals, your preconceived notions, your belief systems or whatever. You're like, just want to know what is what, right? Um, so these people sometimes can be viewed as abrasive, can be viewed as as um, kind of socially uh, volatile, I guess, because they'll challenge people, they'll ask tough questions, things of that nature. So today we're going to be talking about Dame Dash. And whoever doesn't know, Dame Dash recently, well, a little backdrop, Dame Dash, he is a uh, you know, former uh, music executive mogul that basically rose to the top with Jay-Z and Kareem Biggs in the mid-90s. They, uh, Biggs had the money, Dame had the, the, the smarts and the hustle, and Jay-Z had the talent. And they came, they put together uh, just a wonderful showing of, uh, of business, right? They were real pioneers in business, uh, crews, um, and obviously Jay becoming a mega star. So the role that Dame played in those times, uh, uh, on the positive and negative, on the negative side, he was uh, viewed as a, a obnoxious, loud, little, you know, condescending to people, real arrogant guy. But the other side, and most people who ever dealt with him would say that Dame was about you know getting black people empowered he fought so we could have control he was a guy that saw the power in owning and if once we're in position let's just take over not to put uh anybody else out of business but just to have our own because we know that these people don't respect us they don't value us and they're never gonna really give us a fair shot but we can use these people to get in play and this is mind you for anybody who's real young or you know younger this is before the days of social media and all these things so you have to remember back in the days it wasn't as easy like a young rapper now or a little pump any of these guys could just come out and you could just go right to instagram snapchat youtube and get something going viral yourself and have the more labels come to you it wasn't really like that you really had to uh, uh have these people find you if you wanted to make it in the 90s and or uh, how you did that was like the streets talking through mixtapes and little projects, things that happened around doing shows. But it, it, it was so organic, that's how it had to come. So somebody like Dame Dash was useful in helping Rotor Rock uh, set up a lot of businesses. Finding talent, he's the one pretty much responsible for Cam and um, coming to The Rock and um, uh, Kanye West and many other people over the years that I think he put Kevin Hart in his first movie. So Dame has always, if you look at who he's been around, he's been connected to, he has the eye for that. So now, uh, as we know, 2003, or as we might not know, <laughs> as some of you guys may not know, 2003, basically, Dame breaks off from the Rock the Rock, Rockefeller Records. They, um, they kind of uh, break up. Too much decisions, egos, money, it all kind of blew over. Everybody goes their own way. Dame gets like half of the stuff or whatever, a piece of it uh, from the word. Jay kind of, you know, boxed him out. And uh, he walked away, though, with 20, 30 million. So, you know, but he also walked away blackballed, right? So, mind you, Dame was the freedom fighter, disrespecting these execs, checking people, yelling at people. Mind you, people don't like to be yelled at. People are real sensitive. Um, so, when the industry had a chance not to deal with Dame, that everybody took advantage, and I think people like Leo Cohen, uh, one of the reasons he had uh, beef with him, um, 
blackball thing. And they put the word out, you know, the guy with the money. And, and when people say blackball, let's break this down. Blackballing is a very simple thing. It's not that complex. It's like in any industry, in any system, there's a few big players, right? And the big players usually control most of the stuff. So everybody who's dealing with that business, that industry, whatever, they usually have to go through the big players to really get on. So in music, Leo Cohen for years has been one of those big players. So it's, I'll give you an example. A DJ, they might have started a new record label and has an artist. And uh, it could be a DJ or a radio station that currently is making tons of money from five to six artists that Leo Cohen has uh, playing on that station and they have exclusive deals with Leo Cohen for this or that, whatever. And now Dame comes with his artist and he has a, a decent proposal. And, you know, he wants to present it. But these people, are, uh, excuse me, Leo Cohen hears about it. And it's really as simple as him to say, hey, listen, if you do this, we're just going to pull our five artists. If you do a deal with Dame Dash, I, you know, this guy, you know, whatever, we're going to pull our artist and um, we're going to send them somewhere else. We're going to pull our advertising. So it's just basically a money thing. And that this, when, when Dame was out of the box, nobody would really deal with him. So for years, he basically became an underground warrior for certain people. Like a lot of people never got Dame, but especially entrepreneurs, people who understand that control of your own life is very important and being, it's a, it's a freedom, it's a beauty behind it if you can understand it and have the courage to live that way. He became a voice for those people, people like myself, right? The guy who's just gonna stand for something before just always taking a dollar. The guy who's gonna tell the guy he's a sucker as opposed to just sitting there and lying to his face if he did some sucker stuff. And that is what made Dame in the last 15 years, not the first 15, the first 10 years, or I would say, yeah, the first 10, let's say 95 to 05, Dame was probably known and regarded as just an arrogant guy who did all these things, but just, you know, a young cocky guy, whatever. And he really built this up over the last few years. And what's happened this week probably has sent a shockwave of disappointment in many people's eyes, right? So publicly, Kenyatta, his partner on the Culture Vultures book and projects, has come out shocked and appalled and like, what the hell are you doing? I understand you're apologizing to Jay and Biggs, because you know, they from the culture, they from the block, but you're apologizing to, to Leo Cohen and Flex, these cowards, these crabs. These are like the bottom of the barrel, guys. Guys, we really need to get the hell out of our culture. This is the core of them. You know, and I'm going to go farther than that. The Charlemagne, the gods, these uh, academics, I'll get into all of them. These guys are just cowardly. They're, they're, they're punks. At the same time, they're negative. They're haters. They start trouble. It's just so lame, and it's just so non-hip-hop. They don't even know. Like They are just so off. It's disgusting. So, remember 20 years ago, Nas went on the radio, and he called everybody out with his mother passed because he didn't care. And uh, people go, Nas is flipping, Nas is flipping, but Nas was just keeping it real. So as we know, there's no money in truth. So Dane, over the last 15 years, has obviously had his ups and downs. He had a couple good moments, things coming together. But like I said, Dane is really boxed out of the money game in those worlds that he likes to play. So Dane, mind you, in his youth, and this happens to people when you see money uh, quickly, Dane ran into millions and you know, you, you come to him with a $500,000 deal now, that's not really taking him where he wants to be, you know, to get into that Rock Nation party, right? 
to stand next to Jay-Z as an equal again because he's built up another hundred million dollars. You understand what I'm saying? And he can't currently do that. And I think a few things have happened that led to what's happened this week. Basically, Dame Dash has come out and apologized to Leo Cohen, Flex, and a bunch of other people. Jay-Z as well, Biggs, different people, Jim Jones, everybody. Uh, just basically saying I'm sorry, you know, and I was bugging out. I'm sorry. And like I said, his partner's like, what? These are real stories. These are cowards. Like, why are you apologizing to these people? Like, what the hell is going on, man? Cameron had a suspicious post. Like, you know, I'm the last one left. I'd rather... So he said, Cam said, I've I, I never been the, 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 the can't beat him, join him type. And that really resonated with me. Because most people are. If they can't beat him, they say, I'm just trying to get KD, right? This is why people didn't like KD when he did that, right? It was like, bro, these, you just had these guys up 3-1. You can beat them. Believe in yourself, KD. You can't join them. They just came back and embarrassed you and sunned you. No. It's not worth it, right? But... Uh, KD had to realize it wasn't worth it through the amount of disrespect he's got. Right? <laughs> he's got tons of disrespect. So, even though he's got his championships, right? The owner calling him out, Steph Curry, people joke at him, Dame Dad, I mean, excuse me, uh, Draymond Green, uh, call him out on the, on the court. You know, it's just people like, oh, you're a sucker because that's how people look at you now. To a lot of people, they don't care if people look at him as sucker as long as they make your money. And we always felt Dame wasn't this person. So he comes out and apologizes and I, what, what we want, what I want to talk about today, and I think what I want us to get from this is why and what this, what does this mean? So, why he apologized? I think on certain levels, like to people like Jay and different things, he's probably as a man realized he's done certain things wrong, and I think it is good to apologize. I think it is manly to apologize. Uh, I also think that it would be better if you apologize directly to the people and not publicly. I think this is something where, you know, you, you put the word out, Jay, I need to talk to you, man. And Jay, I'm sorry. You know, like Kyrie Irving did to LeBron. I need to reach out. I need to tell LeBron. I need to talk to him. I'm sorry. Biggs, Jim Jones, all those people. The Flexes and the Leo Coens, those are people you should have never apologized to. These are cowards, and they are the epitome of the culture culture. So that I don't really get. But even if you were going to do those, you should have done them privately. That's the first thing. Second thing, like Kenyatta said, is timing. It seems kind of odd, the timing that you would do this. And uh, the third thing I'm going to say is that, like like Kenyatta said also, these people never really acknowledged Dame. You know, like Dame was fighting for the for the cams of the world, right? Cam is a guy, Cam lives comfortably, you know? He's not, I'm from Harlem. I'm still here in Harlem. Uh... I go back and forth California, but when I come back, Cam's not around. I mean, Cam comes around Harlem like I come, but he doesn't. He doesn't. He's not stuck in, in the hood anymore. Cam lives good, but he doesn't. The Cam could have probably had 10, 20 times more, just being a sucker. And you know what? I have my little couple million or whatever I got. I keep flipping it, do what I gotta do. Sometimes I get low, run, bust my plate <laughs> to just keep my respect, man. To to not have to kiss ass into a Harlem person like this is like if you could make your money and not have to kiss some coward corny person's ass it's like that is just like an epitome of success so you saw that when you watched Dame Dash over the years when you saw him in the breakfast club and all these things so now let's get to it why is Dame Dash apologizing and what has happened to him two things I believe one is age 
So there is no money in the truth. I said this before. We talked a lot about Dame today because the story is interesting seeing how he got to this point. But there's no money in the truth. And it's a lonely place. There's only a few people, right? This is a smaller clique, you know? It's a smaller clique of people. So there's no money in that. And I think Dame's getting older. And, um, you know, he that fight, you know, when you get older, it's not that you don't want to fight. You lose the strength. You know, I think his kids are getting older. He's looking at the whole situation like, you know, I want to get what I want back, but I'm trying to do it off the mud. It's really hard to, to get it out the mud, you know, and get to the level that he wants to get. Because I remember Dane was at a, a peak. And I think when he sees these guys, like when he sees Meek Mills and all these people together and all this, he feels in his mind, I should be there. Like, I'm Dane Dash. Like, how the hell am I not invited to this party? Like, with my mind? You know, that's what he's probably thinking in his head. Like, I'm the, one of the illest minds of hip-hop. I'm one of, I basically push the rock, you know, to get, like, it's crazy to him. But what he has to understand is this is the road that he chose. So by now, by doing what he did, I think what Dame is going to face is even worse because now he's alienated the, the real fighters who are just loyalists. Um, and ultimately... You know, he's going... I don't think the people that he apologized to are going to accept that. You know, I think... Uh, you know, they'll probably accept the apology, but they, I don't think they're going to, you know, like, bring him into the loop. You know what I'm saying? And let him let him eat, you know, and, and, and put him on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, like people say, like, why is, why is Dave... Can't Jay just throw 50 million at a project and get it popping? Of course he can. But why would he? Right? And... Where Dame is now is, like I said, he's age and watching his family. He's starting to think about business and money. Like, can I still be out here? He's probably approaching 50. Can I still be out here over 50 with this hustle mentality, just hustling, hustling, fighting the, the big monstrosities? So he probably reflected and in, a, in an emotional low, apologized. Apologize, and, and 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 some of that is real. Some of it is real. He does probably feel remorseful for certain things he did, but Dame wasn't the complete bad guy here in a lot of these situations. So I believe a lot of it was just Dame saying, "You know, what? I want in now. I'm going to play a different game. I'm going to approach this differently. I'm going to act as if I'm cool, or I'm just going to be cool." I'm gonna I'm gonna stop trying to teach people and tell people and expose people. And in one sense he's wisening up of the ways of the masses because the reality is people don't care. You can expose anything. I've exposed so many things. I've you can show everybody, you can show people sometimes every single piece of a conspiracy of something that's wrong or just the truth. And they, they just look at it and just keep on going. So people are not looking for that. And I think he realized that. So that part is wise. But I think it would have been just been, just been better if he would have bowed out of the fight and um, just moved on and kept doing what he's doing as opposed to apologizing to people and all that. So uh, the truth, you know, understand to all the people out here, the point is if you are going to stand for something and be truthful and all these kind of things, altruism, all that kind of stuff, it's a lonely place, it's a broke place, it's a tough place. So if you take that road, know that that's probably going to be your road. You can make money, you can get rich. Can you get super, 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 super duper rich? Eh, it's not likely without playing some games, but it's still possible.
And that's where you have to constantly think ingenuitively and, and connect the dots and look at places people are not looking. It's not easy, but it's possible. So uh, with that being said, still shout out to everything Dame Dash and Jay-Z and these guys put together because uh, these guys were some of the original people with brands. So all the branding you see now from rappers and things, a lot of that comes from that era. So shout out to Dame Dash, but uh, he took a big L on this one in my opinion. And uh, hopefully he'll be able to recover from this public uh, public lashing that he's about to receive for this apology from his circle. Mind you, the public is going to love this. The, the, the mass public is going to love it. Flags, all people, oh yeah, you know, thank you, Dame. They're going to accept it. But the, his, his, his core fans and, and the people from his world, the cams, these, these people are not going to stand for this and, and, and they're not going to be happy about how he's making them look weak. So, anyways, that's it. everybody thanks for listening to the podcast uh we really appreciate it here i just want to set an email address for you guys in case you want to get in contact with any comments suggestions feedback positive or negative anything that's not gross or disrespectful is more than welcomed here at the podcast because we just want to push progress and think forward that email address is tthblkpodcast at gmail.com once again tthblkpodcast at gmail.com once again that's t-t-h-b-l-k podcast at gmail.com basically it's the truth hurts but lies kills uh podcast and it's just abbreviated so the whole title of the podcast is abbreviated uh put into six different letters followed by the word podcast as one long word right t-t-h-b-l-k podcast at gmail.com Please get in contact. Don't hesitate. Anything you can think of, suggestions, other podcasts, anything that you feel is relevant, trust me, we will look at it, we will engage, and uh, we will push the agenda forward. Thanks a lot, guys.